Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to Team CBK's podcast, reviewing the weekend's football action coming up. Um, first of all, thanks for your feedback after last week's first podcast. Um, very much appreciated, and uh, we'll be definitely opening up uh, more feedback from you guys to find out what you want to hear so, for you after all. Um, I was joined last week by uh, my good friend from Iceland, Arnie, and it's my great pleasure to welcome him back again. You're back for more, Arnie. Hello there. Hey, good afternoon, East Anglia. How are you? <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, yeah. Good. How is how is Iceland today? Uh, pretty basic. <laughs> Cold. Never. I can't believe it. Uh, talking <laughs> of great feedback, we had sensational feedback about you. Um, not necessarily your content, which of course is always on point, but loving the Nordic accent, loving yeah. the soothing Nordic tone. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat that. Absolutely not. And if you're not signed up to a contract for reading short stories by the end of the year, there's something wrong. Yeah, I need to get an agent. I'm like, I'm like fencing off all offers now. Oh, 20% of yours. <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, fans of, of fantastic accents are going to be in for a treat on this podcast. Forget what we're talking about with football and all the rest of it. And forget my English, Norfolk, stroke, Essex kind of twang. That's so boring. We've got some, some treats in store because coming up in the next week or so, unfortunately failed a late fitness test this week. Uh, our good friend Boydie, um, at Abtruce Allen on Twitter, if you're not following him already, unfortunately he's got tonsillitis, which uh, is a bit like Jack Grealish having a calf strain in the podcast world. Makes him completely useless. So he's not on today, but he's coming next week. We've penciled him in, late fitness test next week, and we should be in. And a Dublin-born Irishman living in York. So that's a treat for fans of the, uh, of the interesting accents. And, um, of course, the main man. The K in Team CBK, the CEO, the owner, the, the, the main boss, the, the, the gaffer, Kaz, uh, will be on as well, hopefully later on today. But if not, he'll be on next week as well. Um, and uh, with his Canadian, as we call it, accent, yes. which, uh, which is a treat for everyone. So very much looking forward to that. But anyway, enough of accents. That's to come. Um, we're here to talk about football. And um, obviously, before we get pressing on with this weekend's action, a little look back to last weekend, our first of a genial podcast last week, and mate, I think we set the bar a little bit too high. <laughs> yeah, we we nailed we nailed both picks. We Not did okay. I know, I, I, sorry, I'll say that again. I'll take the surprise out of my voice. We we set the bar really high, and uh, we got some good winners last week. Yeah, so. as, as we should, as we do, <laughs> as we should. Um, a quick preview of that, or a quick review of that. We. Uh, Obviously, we've got a bit of Friday night action. Unfortunately, um, Cardiff let us down or let me down. It was my pick last week um, with only a draw at Huddersfield. But um, could have been a lot worse for them. So there's no hard luck stories for us on that one. We thought the odds for 2.1 were decent. Um, but they didn't really show up to their best last week. And in fact, um, Huddersfield missed a penalty through Sonogo, um, and which meant they, they threw away a couple of extra points in their relegation battle there. Um, but we did get a very nice winner over in Spain, didn't we? Valencia, we thought the line was set quite low for their shots at 10. And uh, we, we got on board with that at 2.1. And uh, they, they, they smashed it in the first half. They had 11 shots in the first half. So that was very Absolutely nice. Absolutely delivered. 
and then, and then went on and carried on where they left off in the second half, um, chasing a 1-0 uh, deficit, which was uh, ideal for the shot scenario. And um, we had 14-plus shots uh, as a 9-to-1 shot or 10.0. And uh, they got that within about an hour of the game kicking off. And uh, we were counting our winnings while they, while they carried on. And uh, I think they ended up with about 23 or 24 shots. So that was a beauty. Very yeah. nice indeed. And, and then, then they, uh, they, they ended up winning as well. So. And they did. They yeah. They they, they went full Monty and uh, a late comeback and a couple of great goals yeah. and uh, and a, a nice win indeed for them. And um, obviously your bet of the weekend last weekend, Spazzy had doing the business for you. It was sailed in, didn't it? Yeah, well, to get their cards out, and uh, some members were getting more anxious than the others. And I won't name any names, but no, we, we won't. We won't. No, no naming and shaming here, as if we do such a thing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's probably in around the 85th minute or so. Plenty of time, mate. Plenty of time. Yeah. So that was good. Very nice indeed. And uh, and obviously, I, I made mine interesting because uh, I, I backed a um, Bayern Munich win with over two and a half goals in the Classica. Yeah. And uh, got off to a great start with uh, Erlen Holland. How's that pronunciation? Does that does that get yeah, the box? Good. Yeah. Not bad, was it? Uh, and not only scoring once, but scoring twice in the first nine minutes. So, yeah. uh, staring down the barrel. But tell you what, I couldn't have wished for it to go better. Because in my little write-up preview of that game, I did quote Holland, who said that although he, you know he looked up to um, Lewandowski, yeah. and uh, and said that whenever he scores a goal, Lewandowski scores two. He scores two. Lewandowski scores three. Is exactly what happened. Exactly. That's uh, why they call him Lewandowski. Oh yes, and you, you, hopefully at home you'll get a better reaction than Thomas Muller did when he told that fantastic <laughs> joke. I don't think it's probably get any worse. That's definitely not. No, definitely not. Watch that tumbleweed go past. So I can yeah, hear the laughter yeah. now. Now everyone stopped laughing. Yeah. So that, anyway, that one came in. Uh, allowed down some hat trick inspired by him to a four-two win, and uh, landed uh, say a, a nice little. Uh, bet there uh, for my bet of the weekend. So enough about last weekend. We look uh, let's look ahead to this weekend. Yeah. Before we go into our bets of the weekend, so for new listeners, what we do is we pick out what we we, we fancy is our bet of the weekend and uh, talk a little bit about it, give you a little bit of justification. We've also got a couple of long shots each um, coming up later as well. So that's what we'll do mainly. Um, so, but before we do that. Uh, we're just going to have a little scout over some three of the key games in the EPL this weekend, the English yeah. Premier League, and uh, get our, our brief thoughts on those before we then go on to our, our bets of the weekend. So let's have a, have a little look at uh, the first game, which is Leeds versus Chelsea. Uh, it's a Saturday lunchtime kickoff. Now, Confucius does say, and uh, I think this is a, a correct quote, do not bet on the early kickoff. <laughs> yeah. Famous so there's our book. first tip. <laughs> there's our first tip. But uh, we're going to give you a little bit of guidance on this one for what we've looked at um, from that game. Um, a quick look at the odds, and we'll see that you've got um, Leeds at 4.8. Uh, the draw is 4.1. And Chelsea is set up at 1.79 to win this one. So clear favourites, but maybe. Um, not as clear as some people think they should be. So, um, Arne, what do you make of Leeds v Chelsea? I think the odds of 1.79 are quite generous, given how Chelsea have been doing since Thomas Tuchel took over. Yeah. I mean, they've been they've been on fire. They've been like Chelsea 
like 2004 Chelsea when they had Mourinho and Good Johnson. Yeah, they look scary, people. haven't they? Good Johnson, oh, nice, nice example. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice. But they have looked very good. They've looked probably how Chelsea should have looked for most of the season. Let's face it. Yeah, okay? indeed. And uh, Leeds, like Leeds, is a, isn't a bad team, I reckon, but they're really unlucky and especially unlucky about their keeper, who is quite a a blunder, blunder keeper. A blunder keeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He should well be tested. I just had a ping in my ear. Then, yeah, was that someone else joining or not? I'm not sure. Hello, guys. Oh, looky, looky. No. It's, it's the, an Asian coming in to check up on us to make sure we're doing things okay. Yeah. Welcome, sir. Welcome, sir. It's the gaffer. It is, it is Kaz from Team CBK. Hello. Hey, Ernie. Hey, Randy. How's, how's it going? How's it going, big man? Not too bad. Just thought I would just pop up for a few minutes and, yeah, keeping a tab on YouTube. Like how it's going. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're doing we're doing okay. I think we're doing okay. We're just talking about um, a quick overview of Leeds v Chelsea this weekend. While we've got you on, you know, putting you on the spot. Have you got any any thoughts about that game at this moment in time? Well, um, as you know, I'm not a big fan of EPL these days. So <laughs> <laughs> no, you support Man United. Of course, you're not a fan. You've not been a fan for about seven years. Um, trust me, I was saying to someone yesterday, like even Man United is playing right now, and I'm not watching it. It's so dire <laughs> these days. <laughs> you, you 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 are making the right choice, I yeah. think. Maybe. Well, anyway, thanks for thanks for picking the game up. Um, that's very kind of you. So well, we'll see where we can go with it. But Arnie's just saying that he quite fancies to look at Chelsea at one point seven nine. And he was then about to tell us about the blunder keeper of uh, Leeds, Mesdier. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been looking proper shaky and there's a lot of games where he's been kind of lucky to have gotten away with keeping a clean sheet, like I can yeah. Burnley famously. But uh, I, I blame he, the pitch. He'll let two or three goals in, in this match. Yeah. Okay. Interesting indeed. Um, yeah, for me, I think a lot of shrewdies have heard a lot of shrewdies, and of course you are one of those, Arnie, have been saying that that, that 1.79 is just too big for Chelsea. And do you know what? I can't argue with that at all. I think it is a, is a very good price. Um, and I think a lot of people will be getting on that. And I would not be surprised that come lunchtime tomorrow, that that 1.79 will be a little bit lower than yeah. that. Um, as far as Leeds are concerned, for me, um, a couple of seasons ago, they completely blew up in the championship. Um, and as we know, Bielsa loves a, a high intensity game, a high press, and uh, exert you know a lot of lot of exertion from his team through the course of a season. And and they got to the point where they kind of hit a brick wall. And I'm wondering if a similar thing might be happening this season. Last season, if you can say they got away with it with a global pandemic coming in and and stopping the action, but it, it kind of gave them a chance to recharge and, and go again, which obviously got them promoted. Um, this year, I, I wonder if they are going to end with a little bit of a whimper. Uh, they've done enough to stay up, of course, but um, I, I wonder if they might just get found out a little bit, especially against the bigger clubs. So um, I've actually extended what you've said there, Arnie, and my tip for that game is for, for Leeds, sorry, Leeds, for Chelsea to win to nil. Yeah. Um, and that, that is, um, they've conceded two goals in Tuchel's reign so far, and only one of those was an own goal. So, um, you know, feeling sorry for the opposition and sticking one in their own net. But for me, um, 3.1 available with Bet365 looks a bit big 
for, for them to win to nil. But um, so that would be my suggestion at a nice price. But uh, say so for the safer option, I definitely would not argue that 1.79 available. No. Um, so even even like take a minus one nation handicap on Chelsea if you don't want to play the play the win to nil. Yeah, I think it's both all of there. those picks. Um, sorry to cut you off, guys. Um, yeah, both of these two picks looks pretty good for me as well. I mean, Chelsea been pretty revamped after Tuchel take over, right? Took over, and um, yeah, they're hardly been conceding any. And even talking about like we talk about cards a lot, and they're not literally not picking any cards these days. And even. Um, talking about Giroud or even Werner like it's it's gonna go one way there's no doubt about it and Leeds yeah. just a disaster these days and, and <laughs> they simply can't do anything in the final third Bamford I don't know what's happening with him um, but he needs something right like he's not getting the deliveries um, like it's it's complete disaster for Leeds so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the one that you said, righty, um, Chelsea winning to nil, like without getting any goals, getting in. Um, it, it looks pretty good at three point one. You said three point. Yeah, I would, I would definitely stick a unit on this one for sure. Okay, you go and update the website. Get that on, Bosch. Job done. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, let's move on to uh, Sunday, uh, which we've got quite a big Sunday ahead. A super Sunday, some would say. Um, and we're going to talk about the NLD, the North London Derby, as it's known. Arsenal versus Spurs. Both sides in Europa League action last night, both with, with good wins. Um, Spurs did a Mourinho performance, 2-0. Um, and looked in complete control of that one. A, a very good win for Arsenal in Olympiacos. At Olympiacos, uh, a 3-1 win there. So pretty much a secure, realistically, both their passages through to the next round. Obviously, Spurs had, had a home game, so that's nice for them. Arsenal away in Greece. Not so good prep for, for this game on Sunday. Um, it's a 4.30 kickoff on Sunday. Having a look through the odds. Um, we've got Arsenal slight favourites for this. Uh, Arsenal at 2.68. The draw is 3.5. And we've got Spurs at 2.9. What, what are we thinking, Arnie? I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's going to be a... Thank you very much. <laughs> I think it's going to be a boring game, honestly. Well, I don't know. How much, I'm trying to hype this podcast up. You've got... You've got <laughs> Cam's come on going... Uh, it's kind of an easy guess, easy guess these days. Like whenever there's an EPL game and it's a derby or whatnot, you can just easily say it's going to be a boring game or maybe a zero. You're game. right. You're right. And you know what? Betting and winning, winning money betting doesn't have to be exciting exactly. as far as the game is exactly. concerned. Yeah. We can find some angles which are going to be uh, what, profitable. Yeah, we always do, right? So. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, what, what have you seen, Arne? What have you, anything there that you that you like to look up? No, well, traditionally I'd go for cards, but uh, like a, a, a over one card each. But I, to be honest with you, I, I forgot to check out the odds on it and even the referee. So, I'm of no help there. It's quite, <laughs> okay. a, quite a pleasure for the listener. There we are. Yeah, they'll they'll revel in that. This is going to be a quicker one than the Chelsea one, that's for sure. Um, Kaz, have you got anything? For that game, or not really? Yeah, I'll 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 take um, one of the player props in this one. 
So if um, okay. Tierney goes in for this match, um, I do like his shots definitely because yeah. he, he sometimes plays as the makeshift um, wing back role as well, like getting up to the point where he's delivering to the box and even taking his chances. And he did have a few goals this season, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, well, he scored a cracker um, yeah. in in the last round of the Europa League to kind of kickstart their yeah their even progress through. Even yesterday, he was priced at like I think um, three point two for a shot on target, but yeah. um, he went pretty close quite a few times, made a few good balls, but um, didn't fancy his chances. But uh, with the North London derby, um, it does feel like um, there will be chances for sure. And um, talking about Spurs and their um, the right hand side for Spurs, um, it would be quite a bit volatile if I'm not wrong. And um, I do see um, Tierney going up and down all the time and do like like performing yeah. this that makeshift role as well. So um, absolutely, yeah. A great point as well, and I think there's some fantastic prices to be had, especially if you can be quick off the mark when these these markets are released. Yeah. Um, in the props fields for the defenders, uh, and uh, and as we know, wing backs these days are, are more more kind of wingers or, or wide midfield players. Yeah, exactly, super. I don't yeah. want to bring him up, but no. one one uh, I don't want to bring about Jordi Alba up, for example. Let's not talk about it. Oh. As instructed, okay, you can go to the box, but you can't shoot. Like, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had was, a vendetta out against. And he us, was passing sure. to the ghost, ghost there, and like, un- oh, unbelievable yeah. it was. It was. Yeah. Sorry for bringing him up, but anyway, we, they are playing very advanced. And, and if you were getting a price like uh, that for a, a, a wide midfield player, yeah, then uh, then you'd be you'd be snatching the hands off. So there's a lot of um, a lot of potential in that. So I like that pick as well. I've gone some something a lot safer, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and kind of going a little bit against uh, the four board draw or board match um, aspects of it. I'm actually going for both teams to score here. Um, I think it's, it's odds aren't brilliant, but I thought they could have been a little bit worse. So 1.74, uh, and I think both defences are susceptible. Uh, if we're looking at Arsenal, um, you know you, you're up against Bale, Kane. If he can shake off the, that knee, I think it was just a knock at the end of the game last night. But with Bale looking back on form um, and, and, and hitting goals. Uh, obviously, we know about Kane and Son. And then you throw a kind of rejuvenated in from the cold Deli Alley into the mix, or if not him, Lucas Moura. Um, they've got lots of um, lots of potential in that front four. And Mourinho's kind of said, well, that's kind of where my strong part of the side is. Um, and they look like they're causing problems, and I can see them causing Arsenal's defence and problems in, in scoring. And the same can be said for, for Arsenal against Tottenham's defence. Um, Saka's obviously come on fantastically this season. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of his, um, as as many others. You've got Aubameyang and, and Lacazette. You can mix and rotate either of those two. Pepe, obviously, in the wings as well. And... Um, and, and, and all guard now coming in from Real Madrid has, has started to show what has made him such a big noise over the years and obviously he found the back of the net last night as well so I can't see either of these two keeping clean sheets um, so therefore I think the both seem to score line on this one uh, at 1.74 with Sport Nation is my suggestion uh, at, at not bad odds for that particular game yeah that's for sure 
Okay, well, here we are. We're, we're on Sunday night. We better talk about Man United. We've got two Red Devils on on the on this <laughs> podcast with me. Manchester United hosting West Ham at Old Trafford. Oh man! Uh, we've got a seven fifteen kickoff uh, for this Sunday night. Perfect way to end the week. Uh, <laughs> Man United at West Ham. Let's have a look at the odds now. Not often would you see Manchester United priced up at 1.93 for a home game against a side which aren't regarded as one of the top six. Yeah, and but that's what we without, have. They'll be without uh, their fantastic youth prospect, Jesse Lingard. That boy is going to be one hell of a player once <laughs> yeah. he gets a bit older. I tell yeah, you, definitely. I'm looking forward to him maturing. Lingard, you're right, obviously, loaned to West Ham and can't play against his parent club, so we'll be missing for that one, which will be a loss for West Ham. Um, but uh, the draws priced up at 3.7 and West Ham are 4.6 to cause an upset and, and win at Old Trafford so um, lads what, what, what do you think about your side obviously again they were in action last night in the Europa League um, and and were were pegged back in the, in the closing minutes with a um, AC Milan goal from a set piece uh, 1-1 in that one so um, what were we thinking? What, what do you think about your team's chances uh, Sunday night? Feeling positive, but... Uh, oh, sorry. You go. Yeah, go ahead, Ernie. <laughs> okay, well, I'm thinking it's going to be a, probably a, a decent game since West Ham has been quite a, a dangerous side attackingly and has caused problems for many many top, top teams in the league like like they did uh, Man City, well, was it last weekend? Two weekends before that? Yeah, yeah, West Ham have um, been been doing very, very well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like uh, United, of course, without David De Gea and having Henderson in goal, but he also had a bit of a blunder last night, didn't he? Yeah, I think he was probably at fault for that, um, or should have done better with that with the header. A little bit of a soft hand there, and um, and like I, say, I think he could have tipped it over. But to be honest, it was kind of expected, right? I mean. Um... AC Milan they didn't like it didn't feel like they were lacking behind much they were on top of their game almost the whole time and had two early goals dissed as well right so um yeah I think it was well, a contentiously fair, yeah I think it was a fair result 1-1 and when United is leading at home you you always expect that okay they're going to concede anytime and with the set pieces, <laughs> and with the set pieces issues, this this has been going for so long. Like um, McGuire can hardly do his job properly when there's a set piece going on. And talking about his um, partner, it's 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 never a beautiful thing to watch. Like either it's, <laughs> either it's Lindelof. It's, not, or, it's no Ferdinand and Vidic. Is yeah, it? exactly. Either it's um, Bailly or talk about Lindelof. It's, it's, it's always a disaster at the back, right? So um, I think it was a pretty fair result. And talking about the West Ham game, I think it's going to be a pretty challenging one considering um, we're not sure. I think, I think Martial is out too, right? I think so. Yeah, and Rashford, it's not confirmed he's, if he's going to play or not. So, the main main USP, the unique selling point United has is they're one of the best in counter-attacks these days. But that's not going to happen much with uh, James playing in one flank and, or even Greenwood playing in the other flank or something like that. That's going to be a yeah. pretty disaster on my, like, 
I can see that, to be honest. So um, yeah. Ollie's just Ollie's just messaged me actually and said that he hopes um, Marcus is back for next Thursday in Milan. He's not sure he's going to make Sunday, but fingers crossed as we'll need him. Yeah, we're uh, Martial, unfortunately. Him. Yeah, he said, unfortunately, Mar- um, Martial took a whack on his hip quite early <laughs> in the first half, so couldn't yeah. go on. Um, and it's another one which uh, he's rated as a 25% chance of playing yeah. on Sunday. And I'm, I, I was never a big fan of Martial. I, I was actually at the, uh, I was actually at Old Trafford when he made his debut and scored past Shelby against Liverpool so it was great to watch but yeah. um, obviously he's been here for like five six years now but he hasn't produced anything consistently like last season yeah. it was one of a season but it's been six years and we can't keep just relying on him to be our number nine or something like that so he kind of looks either like a world beater or, or, or like me that's kind of but where he's at, it's, um, it doesn't seem to be, a, I say, a consistent run of form. Yeah, from uh, exactly. from from how I can see it. So, have um, have either of you guys got a, a, a bet that you're, you're looking at for this? So great stuff there from Cas. Great for him to join us. Yeah. So, uh, let's move on now to. Um, our bets of the weekend, Arnie. Um, you've got, you know, you've got the choice. I know what you like. So, what's this going to be? Bundesliga? Is it going to be Serie A? It's going to be EPL? Where are you going? Where are you taking us? Oh, we're going to get vaccinated in Russia. <laughs> oh, Russia, even with the Russian. Yes, we're, well. we're going to Russia, mate. Come Very on. nice indeed. I have some vodka. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 What have you got? There's a. It's called uh, Russia's oldest derby. It's a uh, it's a clash between the team of the military and the team of the people. Uh, Dynamo Moscow facing Spartak Moscow. It's uh, tomorrow. That sounds like a Moscow derby to me. Yeah, it's a it's a big <laughs> derby. But uh, those two haven't been like uh, comp- competitively in a chance of getting something from the league until now. So the occasion is perfect now. Uh, the form fits perfectly for my bet and as well the referee. So you. You know, I'm going for cards here. <laughs> of course, you are the card yeah. master. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a real six pointer since uh, the league returned from a break two weeks ago, and uh, Zenit, the top team, has been in bad form since returning, and they they lost last month a game against Ruben Kazan, which opens up the league at the top quite quite a lot. And okay, he's back. You you just disconnected there for a moment, Arnie. Oh, did I? But that's fine. Yeah, you're back now. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, the league at the uh, the struggle for the top spots is really tight. Like Zenit is at top with 42 points, followed by CSKA with 40, and then Spartak has 38 in third place. And they they've been doing really well, and and they're a fantastic attacking side. And Dinamo has been surprisingly good this season, according to what I read upon how the league has progressed for them. Yeah, nice. they, they they currently sit at fifth place and they have thirty six points. So, as I say, a real six pointer we have ahead of us. Yeah, well, that, then that sounds like a recipe for um, say, some uh, some card action. Yeah, as an, as an added bonus to that, uh, CSK will play Senate next weekend. So, getting a win here will be even more vital, depending on that result. Yeah, absolutely right. Mate, and, and you know Russia, and I know you look forward to Russia <laughs> so, so much. So yeah, more than really, anyone else. really much. Yeah. So, 
So, uh, and uh, who's the man in the middle for this one? Uh, he's called Sergei Ivanov. Sergei he's a, Ivanov. Yeah, he's a good referee. He has given uh, 74 yellow cards thus far in 13 games, and uh, he's wow. uh, he's in a he's in a bit worse mood seemingly than last season, where he ref- refereed 14 matches, gave 80 cards, and he can still improve on that. Wow! Yeah. Jeez, yeah. yeah. That's uh, that sounds like the perfect man that we want to uh, earn, earn some money. Yeah, and uh, the teams themselves are are big on picking cards, especially Dinamo, which uh, they've picked up so far 61 yellow cards in 21 games. But uh, if you look at at the record, they have 35 of them at home. Okay. That's so they, stuff. yeah, they they really don't like visitors. <laughs> and, uh, and again, with Spartak, they. They don't have the biggest card tally uh, total in the league, but uh, they have 53 yellow cards and 31 away from home, which is uh, which is good with what I'm going for. Absolutely right. Yeah, at the incentive of this being a big top fight and uh, and a derby, I think we're gonna finish off this bet in the first half. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a, 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 that sounds very good to me. Yeah, and uh, like I said, Spartak are a fantastic attacking side. They have three, three great players up front: uh, Ezekiel Ponce, uh, Larson, and then uh, Alexander Sobolev, who have scored 26 of their 39 goals, and their goal output is the second best in the league, only behind uh, Zenit. And it's, it's going to be really important for Dinamo to stop that immediately. And with and aggression. Will, yeah, with with loads of aggression. <laughs> I think I think they have to. Yeah. Uh, so, so going to the bat, it's uh, it's been posted uh, to our pre-match group in a uh, team CBK. Yeah. It's uh, taken via William Hill, and it's it's a build your odds bet. Uh, we're going with booking points here rather than cards, since they have a like if you take booking points, you can count on a red card to boost boost the booking points. But if you take card, a red card counts the same as a yellow. So. Yeah. So therefore, we're taking a Dynamo to get get ten or more booking points in the first half, and then thirty or more for them in the game, and twenty or more for Spartak, which pays even money. Even money, double your money, yeah. double bubble. Very nice indeed. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool. And um, mate, might be worth uh, with your confidence on that. Just seeing if we can roll that into a, a first half as well. See what odds we get on that. So yeah, so, hopefully, so, mate. It sounds like it's got all the ingredients um, that you look for. And um, exactly, sounds fantastic. And uh, and a good point you make is that um, just for. for maybe new listeners to this who are not familiar with Team CBK. Um, we do run these uh, podcasts once a week just so that we can give a little bit of, well, more than a little bit, <laughs> a decent amount of background into our thinking and our, our bets. Um, yeah. But we do post them within our group um, normally two, three days ahead of the games taking place. So there's plenty of time to get on board and get the maximum value. So you might listen to this, get on and find out that the odds have dropped a little bit. So there's only one way to make sure that you uh, get that top value and that's to uh, join us at Team CBK and become exactly. one of our members. The card, the card bats are getting, they're, they're getting smashed early. Yeah, they do. They do. A lot of them. And I think you say with a few few firms now offering these card markets, and I know going back to England briefly, but the, now Bet365 are offering cards on uh, all of the championship games as well. So um, you, you're finding them 
at one firm that's completely priced it out, as we saw today with Birmingham, for example, um, getting even money on 20 plus booking points for Birmingham, which we would put into the group. Um, that's, a, that's a great price. And uh, get on early, get the best price and watch it fall as they come into line with other companies. So um, good, good stuff. Thanks for that, Arnie. Um, my bet of the weekend, well, I'm going to go and uh, delve into one of my favourite leagues, obviously the English Championship. And I'm having a close look as the league leaders Norwich visit relegation point at Sheffield Wednesday. This game's live on the Sky TV cameras this Sunday lunchtime, 12 o'clock kickoff. Um, so we'll make it a little bit of a feature so that um, you know people want to watch this one. Um, the Hillsborough side started the season as one of the favourites for the drop. They had a 12-point deduction given them a mountain to climb under the leadership of Gary Monk. Um, the reins were soon taken from him and passed on to what seemed a shrewd appointment in Tony Pulis. His reign just lasted 10 games and uh, produced only a solitary win. Um, and it won't go down as one of his greatest bodies of work, that's for sure. Um, six, six points were reinstated after appeal. Um, and then the ship was steadied by caretaker manager Neil Thompson. Um, and with that, the Yorkshire outfit moved out of the bottom three after a win over basement rivals Wickham. Um, however, a 3-2 defeat at Luton recently, having taken a 2-0 lead into the half-time interval, prompted owner Stefan Chansiri to act again, this time tempting Darren Moore to swap a League One promotion campaign with Doncaster for a relegation battle with his side um, and become the third permanent manager of the campaign and the ninth permanent manager in the last decade. Unfortunately, for long-suffering Owls fans, there's been no sign of a new manager bounce as is so often seen um, and as yet have had back-to-back defeats for Moore, including a disastrous 2-1 home loss to 10 men relegation rivals Rotherham um, a couple of games ago that's his first game in charge um, that's extended their losing streak they, they lost 3-0 to Reading after that that's extended their losing streak to six successive games in total and they're leaving them in a precarious position seven points from safety with 12 games to go so the last side they want to see rolled into town um, is the champions elect Norwich who in stark yeah. contrast to the uh, I know, uh, playing it down in stark contrast to their hosts in 10 points clear at the top um, and con- con- continuity and consistency have been their buzzwords. Um, obviously, they got relegated last season. They kept with Parker. Um, Stuart Webber's been the um, sporting director in there and has seen a complete overhaul of how the clubs run from top to bottom. Uh, and they've got a, a, a process in mind and they've continued it through. And let's face facts, they should be where they are. They should be at the top end of the league. Um, they had a wobble last month and uh, surrendered top spot to Brentford. Um, but put that blip into context, it amounted to two draws and a defeat, so hardly the end of the world. And the loss came away at one of the promotion rivals, Swansea, so it was no disgrace. Um, in response to their doubters, and a lot of fans, I'll be, I'll be telling you, were starting to worry, even just after one defeat, which was crazy. Um, but in response to that Swansea defeat, they've gone on to win seven successive league games, comparable only to Barnsley, who did the same thing before drawing that eight. And um, I'm taking them to go one better um, by, by getting an eight successive win in this one. Um, closest rivals, Brentford, they beat in that run of seven games. Um, and their boss, Thomas Frank, probably conceded the title to them. Um, recently, they have been compared or, or, or kind of coined as the Manchester City of the championship. And I think that's probably fair in, in, the, in, the, in the bigger scheme of things. Like I said, I think Norwich should be up there. When you look at that side, it, yeah. it is like streets ahead really of anyone else in the league um, you've got um, 
Pookie, obviously, who's scored uh, his 20th league goal of the season last time out, making it back-to-back seasons in the Championship where he scored 20 goals. He's only the third person in history to do that, um, following on from Dwight Gale and Tammy Abraham, who scored back-to-back seasons in the Championship, 20 goals plus. Uh, So that's phenomenal. They've added to the squad that came down from from the championship. Obviously, they've got Ben Gibson in initially on loan from Burnley. This, this face facts, he was an England international until he was frozen out the picture at Burnley. He's been a great signing. You'll see him striding forward with the ball and connecting midfield and, and, and attack. And I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up a, an assist, if not uh, on Sunday, then uh, in the near future. He's, he's already got a couple this season. Um, they added um, Demetrius Giannoulis from um, from Greece. £6 million future fee uh, for that. This is kind of figures that a lot of the prim- um, Championship won't be able to come close to. And you've got to bear in mind that he's first choice left back for his country ahead of um, Simicas, who Liverpool signed oh, wow. this summer. Yeah, so that's the sort of players they're attracting to the club. They've got Buendia, who will be playing at an elite club, and I don't mean Norwich, next season. He's already been, he's obviously been chased down by plenty of clubs, but he will go in the summer. I think he's been resigned to that, but the big money. He's got 10 goals and 10 assists. His link-up with Pookie is on a different scale. They are, they are synced to the max. You've got Max Ahrens, um, who will be playing in Champions League football. He's been linked to Bayern Munich and Barcelona. Before they got Dest, they were interested in in, um, in Ahrens. Um, so expect to see him move to one of those big clubs in, in Europe next season as well. Um, brought Oli Skip in, who's been phenomenal. Um, he's been a massive difference and uh, he's been raved about and he'll be going back to Tottenham potentially next season, a, a better player for it. But um, like I said, the, the, the contrast between the two clubs is, is crazy. Um, and two, two things I've gone for in this uh, as a bet builder. I've got Norwich to win and I've got Team Mupuki to score. And it's given you odds of 2.1. Uh, and I think that is a, a solid bet for the Sunday game. And yeah, that's my, quite generous. It is, I think so. I think so. Putting them both together, as I said, Pookie's on a on a phenomenal run of, of scoring form. Um, you know, in his re- in his recent last last games, uh, he's added some like um, seven in the last five. Scored a brace last time out against Luton. Um, made a, made a kid make a few good saves as well. But like I say, he's on he's he's, he's on a telepathic uh, understanding with Buendia. Um, he's got other players around him. He's got Cantwell, who I haven't even mentioned until just now, the other side, um, creating chances as well. So, so much going for that side at the minute against the side in disarray. I can't see anything other than a Norwich win. I hope I'm not tempting fate, <laughs> but it looks a very solid one. Putting those two aspects together of a Norwich win and a, and a Pookie goal, they go hand in hand and 2.1 um, is, is good for me. And I've taken that as my bet of the weekend. So, finally, um, Arnie, just give us a long shot. What have you seen as a decent odds for this weekend? Uh, well, the long shot that I'm taking is from the same team in Russia as well. OK. So, so uh, it's uh, also through William Hill. And it's, uh, it's forced... Uh, Dynamo has been in a good form at home. They've won six on the bounce at home now. But I think Spartak being too good of an attacking side... They, they might struggle against them. And Spartak also signed the Dutch international Quincy Chromes back. Oh, uh, yeah. This winter, yeah. And he's played now two games, uh, got a goal and assist to his name. And uh, yeah. the long shot being uh, Jordan Larson to score any time. Uh, there's a 
four or more corners for Dinamo, and then Spartak to win by one or two goals. That's a taste eight fifty. And for, for for those who fancy a big long shot, they can change the last one to to win by two or three goals to fifteen. Okay. Yes. Very nice indeed. I like yeah. it. I like that a lot. So yeah, get on board with that one. Very nice indeed. Um, well, for my long shot, I'm, I'm going to go back to a game we mentioned pretty much at the top of this, uh, and that's yep. that Leeds versus Chelsea game. Um, lunchtime kickoff tomorrow or Saturday today, whenever you listen to the <laughs> listen to the podcast. But uh, yep. yeah, Saturday lunchtime kickoff. Um, I, I mentioned it briefly. Leeds's um, problems and difficulties defending um, set pieces. Um, I think Chelsea are going to get um, uh, say a lot of the ball, try and control a lot of the play. Um, we've we've had in the past some success with uh, Kurt Zuma, um, and there is a chance, obviously, that I would go with him um, to have a header on target or even to score. I've got a feeling he's not going to play. He played the last game. I've got a feeling he might well um, bring Rudiger in. Now I'm going to go with Rudiger, but. If you're listening and you wait for team news, <laughs> switch Rudiger out for Zuma if that's the case. But one of those two. But the odds on Rudiger are, are very, very big, um, given the weakness of the Leeds defending from set pieces. So if you go with Sky, you can get nine to one, ten point zero for a Rudiger header on target. Doesn't even have to score. Header on target, ten point zero, and he will be the main threat from any set pieces coming in. Um, with Chelsea playing that back three, probably Christensen, as Lequeta may be. Um, and I say it's a kind of Rudiger or Zuma, either yeah. or situation. So uh, I put it down, Rudiger, 9 to 1. When I last checked, I believed that um, Zuma was 11 to 4 for a header on target. Um, so not quite so long. But as I said, either of those two, that's what I think uh, we'll go with on that. Um, exploiting Leeds' weakness from set pieces. Yeah, exactly. It seems like kind of a big, big prices to have, uh, especially since Leeds doesn't have any towering defenders who can defend yeah. against those set pieces. Yeah, I've seen them a few times this season and then they just do seem to struggle. Weird, because at the other end of the, the field, you've got Bamford, who's had more headers, uh, sh- uh, headed shots uh, than anyone else in the league. So uh, another one the go-to really is, is a, a Bamford header. But I wouldn't be playing that against Chelsea, uh, as I say. But when defensively from from aerial situations, they've they've been very very poor this season. And possibly, as you mentioned, due to a, a little lack of trust and confidence in their goalkeeper. Yeah. So um, so we'll see. But there we go. If Rudiger starts nine to one, ten point zero for a header on target. I like it a lot. If he doesn't and Zuma starts, bang Zuma in and uh, either go for a Zuma header on target or a Zuma goal. Um, I, I did see that Zuma, just Zuma for a shot was something like 2.2 with Poker Stars. So if that's still there, I'm not sure. Um, but it's certainly one to look at. Wait on Team News, get involved and uh, yeah. and pick up your money. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> if, <laughs> cool. if, if the price is there when we post this, it's going to be gone in five minutes. That long? <laughs> <laughs> They do get very worried very quickly, bless them. Yeah. You know, hope they're not listening. If they are listening, hi, Focus Stars, can you please keep your prices on a little bit longer? Trust your traders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they never make mistakes. That's fine. Uh, good stuff. Cool. All right. Um, anything else you want to add? Any other any other um, exciting bets out there that you just want to quickly mention before we dialed off? No, I think we're good today. I yeah, think we've covered stuff. a lot of ground. 
We have covered a lot of ground. It's fantastic. And it's good to hear from Kaz, of course. And yeah. thank you very much for joining me all the way from Einstein. It's a pleasure, as always. Thank you again. Pleasure, uh, all Thank you very much. All that's left for me to say is uh, to everyone listening, thank you for listening. Um, please give us your com- comments and any feedback that you've got how to make these podcasts better. We enjoy doing them, um, and uh, but they are for you. So uh, yeah, let us know what you want to hear. And other than that, best of luck with all your bets this weekend. Let's hope you may have a profitable weekend. And uh, I'll sign off now. So for me, Righty, it's goodbye. It's goodbye for me too. Goodbye. <laughs>